Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome, everyone. My name is Dion Thompson. I'm the host of From Hot Mess to Awesomeness, and I am... Um, Always excited. I'm a little extra excited to bring on our guest today, Steph McFadden. Um, we have known each other forever. Um, I love how, and maybe it's just a small town thing, although I have a feeling it's not, but how lives are, how our lives have sort of interwoven and come back and gone in and come back. And, and now you are at a, an amazing place. And, and this, I mean, I'm super excited to talk about the things that you are exploring right now and and all the adventures that you're on because fortunately for me they intersect with my life again so yay <laughs> i um it started in our early days at dairy queen and i don't know if while you're telling your story you're going to go back that far uh, when you had pink hair and um yeah <laughs> i yeah, I'm excited to hear about all the great things you have going on. But as always, I'm always a big fan of hearing about what brought you to this place. I know that um, for those of you that, or for those of the listeners and the people who are watching that know Steph and know this is a woman on fire, like go, do, go, do. Um, but what, as we were saying before we hopped on uh, the call, what you see out here isn't kind of always what's happening in here. It feels very much like, you know, the duck on the water right? So no matter how much we share and give you the behind the scenes and we're vulnerable and all those good things, there's still a fucking shit ton of stuff that is happening. So welcome to the, you know, the, the moment in your journey where hot mess a little less and awesomeness a little more. Uh, Steph, let us know a little bit about you and, and what brought you to this place today. Okay, so um, I guess I'll start with, um, for those people who don't actually know me, um, and I'm basically a corporate refugee, that's what I call it. Um, I think I was always meant for entrepreneurship, but didn't have the courage or didn't have the role model in my life that I could emulate. And so I, I had this feeling, didn't know how to really bring it to fruition, I guess, is the best way for me to describe that. And so I was in banking for like, I don't know, 18 years after the Dairy Queen, obviously. <laughs> um, although I was at that Dairy Queen for five years. Um, and uh, basically, I was suffering from career burnout, um, knew that I needed to do something. I wasn't really passionate about banking but I was passionate about helping people. And I still think that that is one of my like core values is helping other people. And why, if I look back at the different things that I've done in my life, that is always seems to be at the core of what I'm doing. Um, and uh, so yeah, I started a, a microblading business, a beauty business, um, and uh, it's been, so it'll be three years. It was three years, June 27th, 2020. So um, I celebrated my three-year anniversary under a mandated closure. 
from the provincial government. So that was, oh, I had such like big plans for that anniversary because three years in business is kind of a big deal. Most businesses kind of falter after about 18 months. Most businesses don't make it 18 months. So to make it twice that long was pretty cool and I was pretty excited. So um, that's sort of where I was. I had, you know, mimosas, like all kinds of snacks planned. It was gonna be awesome. But anyways, that didn't happen. But I guess like a lot of us, um, you know, COVID happened. We were sort of at home. Uh, I closed my business March 17th when they issued the state of emergency in Ontario and I put a sign on the door and I honestly at first I thought oh this will be a couple of weeks <laughs> no big deal <laughs> and then that turned into obviously I'm still closed and next week it'll be four months so um, the first couple of weeks I was glued to the television obsessed with um, Justin Trudeau's growing hair um, and uh, just waiting for him to do something, you know, really cool. And there's lots of great memes and GIFs out there um, in the various press conferences. Um, but what I found was happening is that I was kind of getting stuck in this like place of fear, right? Every time I watched the news, it wasn't really making me feel any better. If anything, it was making me feel worse. And I was starting to, um, just not really operate at the best version of myself, I guess is the best way to put that. I went to the grocery store, they had implemented all of these like lines on the floor. And one of the workers, like they're under some stress too, new protocols, whatever. And one of the workers yelled at me to get my cart back. And I got in the car and literally bawled like a baby, like, like I don't want to live in this world like this this is just this is awful and I got home I poured myself a gin and tonic and <laughs> and I told my husband I was never going grocery shopping again I wasn't doing it I didn't care if we ate I was not doing it so that was the start and then and then you know what I woke up the next day and it, it was weird like this little voice kind of said to me what if this is all happening for you? Now I've heard that a few times from different, different quotes, different, whatever. And it was like, just this little like intuition, whatever you want to call that. And I was like, yeah, what if it is happening for me? Yeah. What could I do with that information? And so I sat with it and then basically what it, and then I actually went, I went to bed and I was like, I need an idea, right? I turned, I stopped watching the news. I stopped doing that. I was like going for walks, making meals, like just trying to like, you know, I was working out in my basement and I was doing all this stuff, like just sort of the stuff I didn't have time for. Cause I worked 16 hours a day in my business. Right. Um, and so I decided that I was just going to focus on that. And with that rest came ideas, of course, because creativity <laughs> tends to, suffer when you're exhausted like how the hell are you going to be creative if you're burnt right the f out yeah right? <laughs> it's such a vicious cycle because of course in order to relieve the burnout you need to be creative but you don't have to, it is the last thing that we think that we're going to go do right it's mm -hmm. i'm going to take care of all these other things that are weighing on me when in reality you can let them weigh on you if you went and did something for you yes. oh, weird and and i think that I love the 
you know, is this happening for you? And if it mm -hmm. was, what would that mean? Yeah. Um, because I think a lot of women came to that realization in different ways um, at different times, right? So, you know, some are still struggling with the how to, you know, this is now going to be extended for however long. Um, yeah. Awesome. Anyway, please keep going. <laughs> yeah. So what I found that, so that's sort of where that, and as I got, you know, and I found that, so my creativity is sparked by, by movement and music. Those two things are basically like the key to me having ideas, right? So, and that's basically what I, um, I just started focusing on and I woke up one morning and I was like, when I closed, I had a bunch of retail product and what had happened was basically I wrapped them together in these, these little bundles and I sold them. Right. Cause I was like, I can't be stuck with this retail forever. Like, <laughs> right. I can't open like, this is like not, I need money. Like I have bills to pay. My revenue just went to zero overnight. This is insane. Yeah. Um, and so I was on, I was on this, like, it was like an online course, a free course thing that I was attending. Um, and someone had mentioned subscription box and I went like literally like, ding, <laughs> like the angels, they were singing and I went, Hey, that's kind of like, cause those little bundles that I made sold out in like, I don't know, a couple hours. Yeah. Right. Cause people at home, they want something like anything. Right? Yeah. So, and so I was like, okay, so what could I do? And I saw some of my like business owners that I know who are product based, they're selling things online. They're doing curbside pickup. They're doing all this different, these different things. And they're able to change their business. Well, what if I created a product? Right? <laughs> I've been, I've been service-based my entire life. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> and that's kind of how my subscription box was born was just through that idea. And then I, I literally recorded an IGTV, like, Hey guys, I have this idea. What do you think? If you, if you'd like to get on the wait list, send me a DM. I literally still have the paper waiting list. Cause I had nothing set up, nothing. <laughs> I have a handwritten waiting list. So in the online entrepreneur space, that is like a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't capture an email. I didn't do anything. I got first names, last initials. That's it. These are all my friends. Yep. No, I don't understand. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let's do this. And so once I got all of a sudden, like I remember saying to, to my husband, I'm like, I already have like 35 people telling me they want on the wait list. I guess I should do this. <laughs> It's kind of what had happened. <laughs> and so I messaged the different like sort of local makers that I knew. I was like, what if I make my very first box all local and call it hometown proud? What if I do that? <laughs> and that's basically what I did. Like, and it was, it was amazing. And I'm still kind of in awe. Like I only just, I just finished shipping the last of my second month. Like I'm like, this is so new. Um, <laughs> But it's been so amazing and the feedback that I've gotten like has been overwhelming to me because again, I see things from my own perspective. I don't see what it looks like on the outside. Right. Right. I mean, how, how, how could we? Yeah. Right. It's, it's, 
I find it always very jarring when someone says something to me and I go, you could see that? Like, that, <laughs> oh, okay. It's often I'm like, okay, yay, I'm, I'm doing it right. But I did, you know, you just don't know. Yeah. Um, or sometimes it's really great feedback. Um, <laughs> learn and grow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've had a few, I've had a few of those. Like, it's not just, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like, yeah. you know, I had a few people who, you know, they just don't see, um, they didn't see my vision. Right. Right. And that's okay. They don't have to. And that was the one thing that I had to learn, um, was that it's impossible to make 150 people happy. I'm essentially doing a wedding every month <laughs> is also what I'm doing, um, which is interesting. I didn't see it that way when I started. I do now. I'm like, this right. is like planning a wedding every month. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got this. <laughs> With 150 brides. I mean, whatever. It's fine. And, and at the end of the day, like, you know, I, I, my intentions are always in the right place. Right. I know that. And I, it's not, I can't control how other people see me, how they see the box, how they see the products. And I, one thing I said to myself, cause I, I did get a, like, I did get a few people message me that were not happy with whatever reason, right? Whatever thing or, or whatever it was anyways. And at first I took it really personally. And, and that's, that's a learning lesson because when you're putting yourself out there, it is really challenging to not take things personally because I basically picked everything that's in that box. So it's really hard not to take it personally. Um, but I just, um, and you know, I gave myself the 24 hours to like feel those feels and then release them. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I, again, I can't control everything. I can't control other people's emotions, actions, et cetera. But the one thing, again, these little downloads that kind of happen in my mind from time to time, it was like, focus on the 95%. 95% of the people are ecstatic. Right. And can I just pause there? Because I think yeah. that is the, that is brilliant wisdom for fucking life, right? <laughs> So, because so many of us get, we, we have such, we have a great, we're, we're really good at narrowing in on that 5%. Mm -hmm. And we can spend our entire lives believing that that's what our life is made up of. Mm -hmm. And we negate and ignore and delete the 95 that is really going to lift us up. And I know that you have been doing some other work, all kinds of, of fun things about alignment and clarity. And, um, and, and I'm thinking to some of the, the listeners of people watching who are thinking, wow, that's, you know, she was able to make these decisions or she, she surrendered to the moment and she had, and, and I, again, I know it's not sunshines and sunshine and rainbows, but I do know that, you know, we each have been going through a variety of challenges our entire lives. And this big one hit and a lot of people were really thrown, me included, with like, fuck, I've never faced anything like this before. Yeah. When in reality, we face stuff all the time and we've gained so many skills that for many of us, like yourself, like you just transferred in. Like there was a moment when you went, okay, well, I'm going to turn my attention to the things that, that feel good, that mm -hmm. feel more like me. And I realized I'd been putting off. Yeah. Um, and, and even the, 
what you had just described with the people who maybe weren't, they, they were part of the 5% and not the 95, um, that you did take that time, but that if that's a conscious act that, you know, over time can become an, a beautiful unconscious behavior. So my question inside of all of that is, because there is one, um, is what do you feel brought you to that point, right? So what throughout your life made it possible for you to be the woman who looks at others and goes, your issue, not mine? Well, I think part of it is, is um, you know, I think in, in my microblading business, I'm not the artist for everyone, right? I'm not. I've had to learn that. I've had to, um, you know, when I was a mortar specialist before that, you know, I'd like go bend over backwards, do 17 backflips in an aerial, and they're still like, yeah, but TD is going to give us like 0.01% lower than you. So we're going to go that way. Right. So I have been dealing with this and over time it gets easier to decide, right. Yeah. That, um, I can let this affect me for days or I can feel the feelings in the moment and then, you know, decide that, okay, you're done with that. You're going to move on. Um, and it's been a, it's, been a lot of inner work that has taken me from spend three days obsessing, hold a grudge and never let it go. <laughs> Being from that person, <laughs> right? <laughs> to the person, to, the person today that will, you know, initially read something and, you know, I'm a human being. So there's no way. And I'm, I am, I'm a wear my heart on my sleeve kind of person. I'm never going to change that about myself because it's one of the things that people like about me. <laughs> right. So why on earth would I change that for the one person who doesn't appreciate that, right? right? So I've had to learn how to bring that from days and weeks into, you know, 24 hours and even into less than an hour, right? right. And it's a, it is it's work. Yeah. But you have to you have to work on yourself and you have to be willing to look yourself in the mirror and you also have to have more compassion compassion, less judgment towards others. Yes. Right. Because if you are very judgy towards others and Hey, we're all guilty of it. You know, we all have our moments like, you know, so, um, but the less we can do that, the more we can have compassion for ourselves as well. That's absolutely bang on. And I just wanted to highlight because I think that you, you nailed it a little bit earlier when you said the word decide, yeah. right? Cause that's, that's so valuable. And, and, and so many women get stuck with this idea of what's happening outside of them and not recognizing that they get to decide. I get to decide whether or not I'm going to be happy or sad or pissed off or fucking full of glee like that. Yeah. I get to decide that. Yeah. And that what someone else is choosing to do, believe, say that's on them. But I get to decide how that comes in and then, you know, what filters that runs through and, and how I make sense of that. And that, I, that is super powerful. And, and that's, that is the work because again, it's, we don't have a habit of doing that. No. So we have to develop that habit through unconscious work, through uh, putting like putting a post-it out onto your computer and reading it every single day and being like, yep, I'm going to do that. Okay. There's the thought I'd like to think today. And, and, yeah. um, and I, and I love <clears throat> how you, 
brought about that idea of compassion because that is crucial. And, and I want to be super clear because I know I'm pretty sure you agree with me. Compassion is not about being nice. No. <laughs> compassion, <laughs> not at all. It's truly about releasing yourself from the impact of someone else's behavior. Mm -hmm. So I can appreciate that you're being a dick because there's a lot of shit going on in your life. And you know what? I, I hope that you can get that sorted out and I don't need that on me. So my compassion for you allows me to have compassion for myself and go, you know what? Sometimes I'm a dick too. And this is what I'm going to do for me because it's not serving me to feel your crap or to create any for myself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think too, like coming back to that, that word decide mm -hmm. is that, and I mean, I know you know this too, just because of different trainings and stuff like that, but being, I learned this last year in a, in a course that I did, um, just on mindset and whatever. And, um, and the gentleman that was doing that course was like, you know, and it was in the beginning stages, like, this is what to expect, et cetera, et cetera. And he was basically like, today, from today forward, you need to accept 100% responsibility for your life. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> novel idea. <laughs> like, and I mean, without going into like all the gritty details, like I didn't have an easy childhood. I didn't have an easy teenage years, twenties. I'm no different than anyone else. I am no more special or intelligent or anything than anyone else. And it was through the inner work that I've done for myself is that I can let those things in the past continue to affect me, you know, 30 plus years later when they don't like, they're not impacting me now. So I get to choose what that looks like going forward and taking responsibility of my own life. And even, you know, I've had, I've years ago, I was suffering from anxiety, depression. I was taking, you know, medication that did not make me feel very good. It actually made me feel worse. And, and, you know, I, and an anxiety for me tends to bring like I, I, anger, right? Anxiety for me shows up with frustration, anger, like those emotions and those emotions don't serve me. So I, I have to do what I need to do in order to, live my best life. Right. If that makes sense. Oh, it makes a hundred percent sense to me. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're right. That is all attached to the decision. Mm -hmm. And the, some people can get caught up with, you know, other people's behavior and the intensity of it or situations they found themselves in and the, the impact at the time. But I, you're, you're right. The, it's not impacting you now unless you decide that it is because your body, when it feels feelings, it's literally happening in like, you know, you think a thought chemicals are released, things happen in your body and you feel whatever it is that you're choosing to feel. Mm -hmm. And so being able to do that work, to be able to think of a time when something at the time shitty happened and to not release those chemicals, to not then feel those feelings. Um, that's some powerful work. And fortunately, it can be done. Anybody can start it today. Mm -hmm. uh, there's tons of us out there who yeah. are doing this work together, yeah. right? And, and, and making it happen. And 
Um, the other thing that I think when the 100% responsibility, and I love that that was sort of one of your first things in the, in the sort of next level of your journey, because that was a big thing for me. So one of the first things I read and went, well, shit, <laughs> like that really? Okay. So I started with like, I can, I can take responsibility for the bad. Took me a, quite a bit more time to take responsibility for the good as a yeah. someone who suffered deeply from the imposter syndrome and all kinds of people pleasing, like I had a really hard time taking ownership of the great things that I did, which no big shock then turned into my entire business. I've been helping other people to figure yeah. that out. Um, <laughs> because it was the, like I could get on board with the positive this and the, you know, and I could, okay, I could see how that works. And, but the, oh, but nobody really, you know, nobody wants to know and I, I just got to stay small. Like I just, you know, it was very, I could justify the shit out of it. And it probably took an extra, at least a year of me figuring that out. And, and to tie it back to what you had originally said about creativity, it was creativity. It was my decision to engage in creative acts that allowed me to get past that. Because the more that I was willing to show up and be messy and imperfect and you know, art is, is kind of fluid in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, the more, anytime something cool would happen, I'd be like, oh, I did that. Like, oh my I, God. you know, I, oh fuck, that's awesome. Yeah. Did you see what I did? I did that. <laughs> and then, and then so I could, look, and then I could look to the other things that I did that I just assumed everybody could do, mm -hmm. or I just assumed it was just what I had to do. Cause I'm a mom or I'm a woman or I'm a wife, like these are just tasks that I must complete, whether or yeah. not I knew how to do them or not. And after a while I start going, I fucking did that. You know what? I, know. I make damn good deviled eggs and everybody should know about it because that's not the case for everybody. Like it, that's a kind of a silly example, but it, it all led into that. So fuck, yay. Well, and I think too, like what you're saying about being willing to be like, like let it be messy and all that kind of stuff because so like and just even the name of your podcast like <laughs> I was like I was driving the hot mess express like I was driving it like COVID is here that was I'm, you up front okay good <laughs> I was I was here I'm like okay so I'm gonna binge watch everything on Netflix I'm gonna eat all the chips all the chocolate um, you know, I'm going to drink at 2 PM, which I never did before. It's fine. Like it's fine. Um, and when this whole subscription box thing happened normally, so when I started my first business, all oh, I got to have the logo and I got to have the landing pages and I got to have the email capture and I got to have all the bullshit. <laughs> I did not have any of the bullshit. None of it. I have a hand written. Oh my God, it's here. I'm going to find it. And then I show you my hand. Um, but yeah, like I didn't have any of it. I created a logo, which was a pink circle that said her brand box and slapped it on Instagram. Here we go. We're going. It's fine. We'll worry about a real logo later. Like, let's do this now. Right. Like if I learned anything, from my microblading business is that I spent so much time trying to make everything perfect that I never got going. Yeah. This time I took that lesson and went, fuck it, I'm doing it. And it's going to be messy. And I sold vendors were, but I had zero product in my hand. 
Not, not one thing. <laughs> right. Not one single thing. I didn't even have a box. I had nothing. <laughs> and that bought and that sold, I sold a hundred boxes in 36 hours, like I sold out and I had nothing. So waiting until you have everything is bullshit. Yeah. Like I that, to, I'm, oh. there are people, oh, there's your list. <laughs> if you're just listening, uh, I saw it. I saw the evidence. It's definitely a handwritten list in a little spiral notebook. We all have those. Yes. I'm awesome. actually going to frame that. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to put a quote that says, just get it going. So <clears throat> I love, I love everything about this. Um, I love the model that you're using, which is just fucking figured out and um, all the messaging inside of that. I think every day there are women doing things, just doing them, like just fucking doing it and they're missing it. They're missing how they're just figuring shit out, how they're just, you know, leaping before they have all the pieces together because we're too busy focusing on the things we're trying to make perfect to notice that we're actually doing some really other freaking great shit over here. Yeah. And I noticed when I first started my, I'm doing air quotes here, business, because somebody asked me, the day, you know, when did you start your business? I'm like, well, I launched a website in 2016. I, that might've been a business. I don't know. I put stuff on there. I thought I was telling people things and it, I realized that there was a lot happening, but I had this idea in my head that if I was a coach, I needed to, it needed need to look like this. This is the number of clients I had to have. This is how they would be paying. This is what it would look like. And I had all the pieces yet the whole time I was running a coaching business, seeing clients in a completely different way. And so now I'm like, Oh, so my business didn't just start like six months ago when I, you know, finally maybe kind of came to this like weird epiphany idea, but it was happening this whole time. And I think what's really crucial is that idea of alignment and being super, you know, your values are driving you whether you know it or not. So anytime you were doing anything that was helping people, I guarantee you just did it. You just, you just do right. And all the other values of yours that fall underneath that, when situations arise, you just, we just do those things because they feel right. You don't have to think about them. There's no questioning. It's non-negotiable. It's the stuff that we're like feeling maybe we have to try harder or that we're trying to please other people or we're living into somebody else's values or expectations or ideals of how things are supposed to look. Then we can get all tripped up and fuck. Whereas yeah. what you've created was it's as much for you as it is for everybody else. And it just, it, what I'm getting a sense of, it just feels 100% right. You're connecting with people that mattered to you before you had a box, right? Like, it's not like you created this box and I need to find people that match me. It was, these were already your people. Yeah. And, and so that level of alignment just makes it easy. And the people who are drawn to you again, pre box, maybe pre microblading could be like me, like pre banking that, <laughs> that are like, well, yeah, I was just here. Of course. Cause if you're doing it, I don't, I don't, I trust that whatever you're going to put in there, whatever you're going to pull together, I don't need your logo. I already know you. I, yeah. I don't, I don't need to give you my email address. You can text me tomorrow. Like yeah, that kind of um, connection and, and, and real, real, like it's just, it makes perfect sense to me. So 
I'm, I'm honored that we got to, a chance to talk about it today. Um, and it's very exciting as someone who's observing on the outside, because again, <laughs> I don't know what it's like all on the inside and how crazy that is, but um, to be able to, to see you pull the greatness of you together and, and provide something that gives and that you get to receive from. So fucking awesome. Yeah, that's been, uh, it's been super fun. Like, it's like shopping. Like, I, it's like I get to give gifts every month. That's cool. Um, and I'm actually, like, I would consider myself a good gift giver. Like, um, like my sister-in-law said to me when, when she knew what I was doing, she's like, oh, yeah, if, like, Steph's choosing all this stuff. Like, yeah, okay, I'm in. Ooh. Right? Because she always was always hopeful. Like, when we draw names at Christmas, she yeah. always wanted me to get her name. Ooh, so just a complete sidebar. Have you done your love languages? Uh, so my love languages are, um, I like to receive gifts. <laughs> and um, I also love, um, like, what's the, is affirmations the other one? Is that, yes. So it that's, is one, yes. <laughs> yeah, because like, I know there's five of them, right? Yeah. Is there five? Yeah, there's um, five. <laughs> so affirmations and then the, the gifts. No, I, I did. I asked because I had a pretty good idea. That's what you were going to say about the giving of gifts uh, or the receiving of gifts, because we, we always tend to show love and appreciation in our own language. Mm -hmm. Right. And we're really good at it. So yes. ideally when we match ourselves up with other people who speak our language, it's a fucking home run. Right. Yes. If we're married to people who have opposite languages, I'm pointing at myself here. Um, then, like <laughs> then, then there's a little bit more opportunities for open communication so that everybody gets what they need. Um, but when it comes to business and you're thinking about who you're attracting and, and, and what you're offering, uh, I'm not surprised that, uh, people like your sister-in-law, like, oh damn, that's going to be great. Like, and it, because you are thoughtful and you put in, um, the energy that you put in is so fine tuned because it's what you love and how you love to make it work. So mm -hmm. very, very powerful. And then attach it to words of affirmation. Um, interesting because your method of expression on social and out in those places where you actually made it all work without any digital behind you was <laughs> you just talking, right? Yeah. So using sort of those two superpowers, I'm, I'm not surprised that it's, it's turned yeah, out. To like, be it totally feels like, I feel like I can't believe I had a different business. Like that's how I feel. And it's only been like two months, um, you know, and it's fun. And, and, you know, I, I don't know what the future holds for my other business. I'm still closed. We're still under a state of emergency. Right. You know, I work literally inches from people's faces. I get it. It is what it is. Like I'm at the acceptance stage. Right. Um, and whatever happens next is whatever happens next. Um, and I'm just going to try my best to like, steer the boat. Like, I, I don't know what else to do other than that. So, and I don't really have another option. Well, I do. I could sit in bed and cry and watch Netflix and eat chips. Yep. But that honestly doesn't make me feel any better because I tried that and it didn't work. <laughs> because again, you're taking 100% responsibility for your life. And I mean, the decisions that you're choosing to make mm -hmm. will then give you the results. Yes. So, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. So, um, so today we're in the early July here and <clears throat> chances are you're listening to this episode a little bit later in the summer. So 
Um, I, obviously, you are just sort of flying and making things happen. Um, but what is on deck? What do you see when you, because I know that you're a bit of a visionary, what's happening come fall for you and her brand box? So the way that I see it is, so um, I, I have the next six months of themes, the monthly theme is already planned out. Um, and so I'm going to continue along with that. And um, I'm looking at ways to add a bit more digital um, component to the box where I can improve like the inner work that I was talking about that I've done myself. Um, I would like to help other people do a little bit of that, give them a little taste of that um, every month um, just to help them, you know, like live a better life, right? right? Because our best life is out there. We just got to go get it. And, and so I really wanted, uh, uh, that's something I, I want to sort of add on a monthly basis and, you know, fine tuning things here and there. Um, that's kind of how I see that going. Um, and the other thing that I really want to do is I want to help other business owners um, where I was years ago and thought I couldn't fucking do it, right? I had to stay in banking. I had the friggin' pension and the benefits and the like I was commission-based so I didn't I mean I've I'm used to being self-employed but um I think you know having that sort of security you know and realizing that it's it's an illusion right you people are like if you look at what's happening right now people are losing their jobs people in yeah. secure jobs are losing their jobs so that security is really an illusion and and just giving them the tools and the I guess it's the mindset to believe they can do it. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. And I think, I know that you would be an excellent uh, guide and teacher for, for individuals who are facing that struggle, perhaps for the first time of acknowledging that safe is not what you thought it was and stable is not what you thought it was and how to do that work. I know that every time I talk to you, you tell me about some other training that you took. Um, so that, and I know that you and I are similar in that you take things in and you integrate them with your experience, with your emotions and with the, the knowledge that you're acquiring and, and can pull it together in a way that, that the next person is going to be able to, to benefit from that. So um, if anybody is interested, I'm, you know, there will be links and you'll be able to find stuff and, and, and all that good stuff. Um, so <laughs> So many great things happening and, and I will definitely make it so that anybody can get in touch with you in, in whatever way works um, and uh, so that they can tap into her brand box and get their butt on that subscription list um, that is handwritten and, and connect with you about um, the, that really great perspective that you have as a serial entrepreneur. Sorry. It's so true. Like it's fine. I'm, I'm owning it. I'm owning it. Before I used to think it was like a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. No. And I wanted to just highlight as someone who comes from a background of zero entrepreneurship and no, no modeling, no whatsoever, that is another um, really great conversation to have. Like if you're, if anybody's interested to be able to sit down with someone who goes like I was, I had no idea it was even an option. I clearly knew that people were out there running businesses, but it, it didn't even occur to me that I could do that, that I could switch out of 
time for money and switch into leveraging what it is that I wanted to do what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, so for individuals who are like you in that corporate world, I came from a, a different background of education, which has its own other sense of holy fuck. Um, but from coming from that corporate world where it has all of that uh, extreme safety, like air quotes there, mm-hmm. uh, and then making those transitions to a more of a creative outlet, um, then yeah, have a chat because that would be freaking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like I said, I'm a corporate refugee. I, I grew up in banking. Like literally I was 20 years old and spent the next 18 years under that sort of structure. So, and now I'm a free bird wearing Chuck Taylors and ripped jeans. So it's awesome. Awesome. You're living the dream. (laughs) So, (laughs) so Steph, what would be some words of wisdom that you would share to someone, uh, a woman coming up who is like going, really, that's a thing. I think I want to entertain that idea. Uh, what would you share with her to help her on that journey? I think is that if you can, if you can dream it, if you can, you can dream it, you can do it. You will never get a vision, an idea, if you couldn't actually make it happen. Right. It's not, it's just not possible. If it's in your brain, it can happen. It's like, I wish that that, like, I wish that there was more to that, but that's so true. Um, and I've, and I'm living proof that that is true, right. To go from being a mortgage specialist to someone who tattoos eyebrows on faces. (laughs) I mean, that in itself, you know, but I just had this vision of, of, of doing this. And then, like I said, the box was the same thing. I, every morning I woke up and was like, you're going to, you can do this. And here I am. Here you are. Right. And the ideas that come, they're there, they're there for a reason. And you just have to trust that they've, these ideas and visions and those little gut feelings, those little voices that kind of nudge you one way or another, they're there for a reason. And if you start listening to them, you will see your life change dramatically in the very best way possible. And in, in for so many that have a really defined habit of listening to the opposite voice, um, when that other one shows up, when that small little, yeah, let's do that thing, uh, when that shows up, if you need someone else to help you amplify that, then seek out that person. Seek out your believing years. You know, find the people who, they may be like, that is shit ass crazy and you can do it, right? Yes. They, they, they don't see what's in your head. They're not having the same pictures roll around, the same ideas, the same feelings. Um, but the fact that you're right, the fact that it exists just naturally means that it's possible because you, that you, it just, you, what you don't know is the how, but that's okay. That's what Google's you, for. That's what Google's for. Love it. Love it. <laughs> it's so awesome. true. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I can add one little tidbit. Yes. One little just smidge is that I think what happens is a lot of women come up, a lot of women come up with a significant other who thinks they are straight up crazy. Because they don't, again, like you said, they don't see what's in your head. And a lot of times that is the person that's closest to us. So we feel things aren't possible because they, but you got to detach yourself from their opinion because that's all it is, right? 
and, and, and know and appreciate that they can have a different point of view than you, yes. but they're not you and they don't know what you're truly capable of. So don't let that stop you. I just want to add that because I've been up against that. I love my husband dearly, but he will never be self-employed. It's not something that he's interested in. He doesn't know why anyone would. And that's okay because that's his model of the world. Yeah. My model of the world is different. So Absolutely. I just, oh. I just want to sort of add that. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for being here. Thank no you for sharing your story and all the amazing things that you're doing um, in light of mandated closures and yeah. um, deciding to take responsibility and, and what can transpire uh, with a whole bunch of effort, but that feels valuable and, and aligned. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that. thanks for having me. Absolutely. Have a great day, everybody. And uh, remember that uh, you can catch our dance party songs on Spotify or YouTube. And I'm going to be adding in Steph's today, which were uh, amazing. And, uh, and use movement and use music and tap into your creativity. And you too could be the next Herb Brand Box superstar. Excellent. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness. <laughs>